essays eleven and twelve of the romance of the commonplace by gillette burgess this librivox recording is in the public domain essay eleven the game of correspondence the receipt of a letter is no longer the event it was in the old stagecoach days railways and the penny postage have robbed it of all excitement one expects now one's little pile of white blue and green envelopes beside one's plate at breakfast along with one's toast and coffee and one tastes its contents as one opens the matutinal egg we have forgotten how to write interesting letters as we have forgotten how to fold and wafer a sheet of fool's cap or sharpen a quill some of our missives are not even worth a cursory glance many by no means deserve an answer and most are speedily forgotten in the columns of the morning journal yet at times on red-letter days we find one amongst the number which demands epicurean perusal it is not to be ripped open and devoured in haste it insists on privacy and attention this has a flavour which the salt of silence alone can bring out a dash of interruption destroys its exquisite delicacy more than this it must be answered while it is still fresh and sparkling after which if it be of the true vintage it can afford still another sip to inspire your postscript to your room then with this and lock the door or else save it for a more impregnable leisure open it daintily and entertain it with distinction and respect efface any previous mood and hold yourself passive to its enchantment it is no love message and need depend upon no excited interest in the writer for its reception for it has an intrinsic merit it is the work of an artist it is a fascinating move on the chessboard of the most alluring most accessible game in the world though the fire of such a letter need have neither the artificiality of flirtation nor the intensity of love yet it must both light and warm the reader it is not valuable for the news it brings for if it be a work of art the tidings it bears are not so important as the telling of them it must be sincere and alive revealing and confessing a letter more from the writer than to the reader as if it were written in face of a mirror rather than before the photograph of the receiver and yet the communication must be spelled in the cipher of your friendship to which only you have the key we have our separate languages each with the other and there are emotions we cannot duplicate this missive is for you and for you only or it ranks with a business communication it is minted thought invested put out at loan for a time bringing back interest to stimulate new speculations there are no superfluous words for the master strikes a clean sharp blow forging his mood all of a single piece welding your whim to his and fusing his sentences there glows a spirit a quality of style that bears no affectation it must not of all things become literary it must be direct not showing signs of opero's polish it must be writ in the native dialect of the heart if it be a risk to write frankly it is one that gains interest in the same proportion it makes the game the better sport 
but after all how many letters so fearfully burned so carefully hid away but what in after years would seem innocuous you are seduced by the moment and your mood seems and impulses seem dangerous incendiary you grow pervervid in your indiscretion not knowing that the whole world is stirred by the same recklessness and that each one is profoundly bored by all save his own yearnings not many of our epistles will bear the test of print on their own merit expurgate them as you will you need only fear rather that the letter will grow dull even before it reaches its destination the best of them moreover are written in sympathetic ink and unless your correspondent has the proper reagent at hand the sheets will be empty or incomprehensible even to him answer speedily as you may too it will be hard to overtake your correspondent's mood he has overburdened his mind precipitated the solution and is off to another experiment by the time his stamp is affixed but you must do your best in return reflect enough of his ray to show him he has shot straight and then flash your own colour back there are virtues of omission and commission it is not enough to answer questions one must not add the active annoyance of apology to the passive offence of neglect one must not hint at things untellable one must give the crisp satisfaction of confidences wholly shared who has not received that dash of feminine inconsequence in the sentence i have just written you two long letters and have torn them both up what letter could make up such an exasperation your master letter-writer does not fear to stop when he is done either and a blank page at the end of the folio does not threaten his conscience if one has not the commonplace view of things and escapes the obvious it matters little whether one uses the telescope or the microscope one may deal with the abstract or concrete discuss philosophy and systems or gild homely little common things till they shine and twinkle with joy indeed the perfect letter-writer must do both and change from the intensely subjective to the intensely objective point of view he must as it were look you in the eye and hold you by the hand two masters whose letters have recently been printed may illustrate these two different phases of expression though each could do both as well and this first from browning's love letters describes what the perfect letter should be i persisted in not reading my letter in the presence of my friend i kept the letter in my hand and only read it with those sapient ends of the fingers which the mesmerist makes so much ado about and which really did seem to touch a little of what was inside not all however happily for me or my friend would have seen in my eyes what they did not see to this the twittering delightful familiarities of stevenson two sundays ago the sad word was brought that the sow was out again this time she had brought another in her flight moors and i and fanny were strolling up to the garden and there by the waterside we saw the black sow looking guilty it seemed to me beyond words but fanny's cri du coeur was delicious grrr she cried nobody loves you it was the same art in big and little for each stripped off pretense and boldly revealed his moment's personality and yet and yet 
a letter does not depend upon any artistic quality or glib facility with words for its interest the one test of a letter is that it must bring the writer close to your side you must fasten your mood on me so that i shall be you for hours afterward it sounds easy enough but it is the most difficult thing in the world to be oneself i long for you i long for you so much that i thank god upon my knees that you are not here there now is a letter that promises well but i dare not quote more of it for the subject must be seen from another side essay twelve the cast of the articulate fair or unfair though it be i have come to accept a letter as the final test of the personality of a new acquaintance not of his or her intellect or moral worth perhaps but the register of that rare power which dominates all attributes that peculiar aroma flavour timbre or colour which makes some of our friends eternally exceptional who dares classify him and label him sins against the holy ghost i for one think i know him only inasmuch as i refuse to sum him up i cannot find his name in the dictionary i cannot make a map of him i cannot write his epitaph so writes sonia of a friend with such a personality and you will see by this that sonia herself is of the cast of the articulate we are influenced first by sight and then by sound and lastly by the written word she spoke and lo her loveliness methought she damaged with her tongue is the description of many a woman who appeals to the eye alone and in something the same way many who fascinate us with their glamour while face to face shock us by the dreary commonplaceness of their letters it would seem that an interesting person must inevitably write an interesting letter indeed that should be a part of the definition of the term interesting but many decent folk are gagged with constraint and self-consciousness and never seem to get free i wonder says little sister whether these wordless folks may not after all really feel much more deeply than we who write that is a troublesome question and in its very nature unanswerable since the witnesses are dumb no doubt they feel more simply and unquestioningly for as soon as a thing is once said its opposite and contradictory side as true and as necessary reacts upon us but it seems to me that expression does not so much depend upon any spiritual insight or even upon a special training as it does upon the capacity for being oneself frankly and simply that is the only thing necessary to make the humblest person interesting and yet nothing is so difficult as to be oneself in this wild whirling world expression is but another name for revelation unless one is willing to expose oneself like lady godiva or protected only by such beauty and sincerity as hers one can go but a little way in the direction of individuality we must sacrifice ourselves at every turn show good and bad alike and laugh at ourselves too would that mine enemy might write a book is no insignificant curse and yet there are tepid colourless authors who might hazard it with safety no one would ever discover the element of personality after our quarrel i felt as if i had a pebble in my shoe all day little sister once wrote me 
let that be an example of the articulate manner for by such vivid and homely metaphors she strews her pages did she reserve such phrases for her written words i would feel bound to claim for letter-writing the distinction of being an art of itself unrelated to any other faculty but no she talks in the same way she is herself every moment my temper is violent and sudden but it soon evaporates she tells me it is like milk spilt on a hot stove the inspiration which impels one to illustrate an abstract statement with a concrete example illuminating and convincing is a spark of the divine fire of personality this is the crux of the articulate cast an ounce of illustration is worth a pound of proof rob poetry of metaphor and it would be but prose a simile in verse is usually merely ornament the true purpose of tropes however is more virile and sustaining they should reinforce logic not decorate it see how agilely perilla can compress the whole history of a flirtation into six lines defying the old saying that there is nothing so difficult to relight as a dead love i thought i saw a stiffened form a lying in its shroud i looked again and saw it was the love we once avowed they told me you were dead i cried the corpse sat up and bowed when one has a few such acquaintances as these books are superfluous who would read a dead romance when one can have it warm and living vibrant human coming like installments of a serial story a perpetual revelation of character many pride themselves upon their proficiency in matter and many in manner there are those even who boast of mere quantity but your professional writer is usually cool and calm if not affected and pretentious a letter though should be impregnate with living fire it should boil it is a treat of exceptional human nature if the sentences be not spontaneous and unstudied the pleasure is lost one may write fiery nonsense but one must mean it at the time one's mind must as sonia says be hospitable keep open house and have the knack of making one's friends at home to throb with one's own delights and despairs one must give every mood open-handed and mention nothing one may not say outright with gusto but it is not every one who can bathe in rich young feeling and steep in day-dawning and green bedewed grasses like my little sonia if i were dead she could still strike sparks out of me with her letters oh if you could only see my new hat i've been sitting in fetish worship half the evening and i'll never dare tell how much i paid for it you never need to be good-looking under such a hat as that for no one will ever see you does not this quotation bring little sister very near to you and make her very human and real ah a little sister is not afraid to be herself she knows that she can do nothing better it's a terrible handy thing to have a smashing adjective in your pocket she confesses little sister has a good aim too she always hits my heart and yet she acknowledges that there are days when letters are blankly impossible such friends write the kind of letters that one keeps always the kind that can be re-read without skipping 
it is their own talk their own lives their own selves put up like fruit preserves of various flavors moods and colors warranted not to turn or spoil and as for the gagged wordless folk it is my opinion that too much sensibility has been accredited to them to any rich exotic nature expression must come as a demand not to be refused it is feeling bubbling over into words other souls are compressed and silent they have the possibilities of the bud something warm and inspiring may at any time make them expand and free them from the constraint but there is not much perfume until the flower blooms End of essay twelve.